Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Hey in Masechet Petzah. We will begin on Dal Ramon Bet at the bottom of the page. Now, today's Daf is a zechut for our sponsor Daniel, as well as Bezat Hashem. He should have success in everything that he does. Our new sponsor for this month, Daniel. Now, um, just to recap. We had discussed the idea of an egg that was laid on Yom Tov. That was the, that was the source of the Mishnah. We also discussed a couple of other eggs, and I want to make sure that we thank you so much, Sadiq. We want to make sure that we don't get confused. We discussed the egg that was laid on Yom Tov, whether it's allowed on that Yom Tov. We also discussed an egg that was laid on a Shabbat preceding a Yom Tov. Okay, that's another case: a Shabbat that precedes Yom Tov. So you have Shabbat. Late on Shabbat, can you eat the egg that laid on Shabbat on Yom Tov, on a Sunday Yom Tov? We also discussed a two-day Yom Tov, which is, let's say you have two days of Sukkot. The first day is the real day. The second day is the, whatever day it is, there's two days, we're not sure which day is the real day. Can a etrog be, a, can a, a, a betzah that's born on one be allowed on the other? Finally, we have the last case, which happens to be one of the three cases that the Gemara brought down because we're saying that we hold like Rav in these three cases. This case is the case of, a, of an egg that was laid on the first day of Rosh Hashanah for the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Look how it's interesting that we happen to be talking about this smack before Rosh Hashanah. So today's daf is all egg born on the first day of Rosh Hashanah to the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Now why should Rosh Hashanah be any different than the first day of Sukkot to the second day of Sukkot? Should be the same thing? Yeah, that's the that's the original, yes. That's the mission. Okay? So, for that, you need to know the following. In the olden days, you used to have um, witnesses coming to Bethim, and the witnesses' job was to tell us whether they saw the moon. If they saw the moon, then they'll then that me, that'll make Rosh Chodesh the first day, which is the the day thirty will be will become Aleph. If they don't see the moon, it stays day thirty, and the next day becomes the first day of the month. So again, they always have two days of Rosh Chodesh. They're going to pray Hallel both days, regardless. The question is, when does the Korban go? And when do they actually make the, 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 the next month start? Now that will make a difference when the holiday starts. Because let's say Pesach or, or Sukkot. Suk, no, let's do Sukkot, Pesach. Pesach is the 15th of Nisan. Now, if let's say, let's say the month before, which is Adar, ends Let's say the 30th of Adar would have been Tuesday. Okay? If the 30th of Adar becomes, if they see the moon on the 30th of Adar, they're going to switch that day from the 30th of Adar to become not the 30th, but the first. And that will make the holiday come one day earlier. If they don't see the moon that day, the holiday will come one day later. So whether what day the holiday starts depends when the witnesses come to Betim. And therefore, if you live in Yerushalayim or you live somewhere in Israel, where they could get a messenger to you before two weeks. So then you'll start the holiday when, on the day when the messengers come. If they come and they tell you that it was they, they came early, you know. If they come and tell you they didn't come, so you know. But if you live in Babylonia, where it takes three weeks' journey to get there, you can't wait for the messengers to come. What do you do? You keep a two-day holiday. That's a regular holiday. And Rosh Hashanah is different. Because Rosh Hashanah is celebrated on the 1st of Tishri. So the witnesses come or not... You're going to be in trouble. So there was a back and forth how they used, whether they used to take witnesses. They used to take witnesses for, for, 
for um, Tishri, but the witnesses, for a while, they were only taking the witnesses until midday. Why is this? Because they had a problem. In the Beit HaMikdash, they had to bring a special Qurban if it was Rosh Chodesh. And if you come too late and we accept the witnesses, we might accept the witnesses, and then we can't bring the Qurban because it's too late in the day. It's going to be too late. So in order to avoid this, they made a rule. We take witnesses only up till Hatzot. Okay? Once the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, they changed the rule. They said, Halas, we have no reason to stop at Chatzot, we can go to the buzzer. Why? Because anyway, there's no Beit HaMikdash. We're not bringing no Kabanot. Okay? So this, so Rosh Hashanah is different than a regular two-day holiday. Today's daf will discuss two days of Rosh Hashanah, an egg born on one, not born, laid, egg laid on one, is the egg permitted on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. <coughs> That was all introduction. Now we can actually hit it. Let's go. Itmar. Three lines from the bottom of Dalamavet. Itmar. If you have two days of Rosh Hashanah, Rav and Shmuel both say, one that was laid on day one is Asur on day two. And what's their proof? They bring a proof from Mishnah. It says, in the beginning, they would take the edut of the Hodesh of the all day. One time, the witnesses delayed to come. That's what I was explaining to you beforehand. And they got messed up. Here, the, the mess up was the Fa'urs. The Fa'urs were Levi'im. They're supposed to be singing the right shir. And instead of... They said the shir... Since the witnesses didn't come, they said the weekday shir, and 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 really they were supposed to say Rosh Chodesh shir, right? So Yitkinu, so the rabbis made a rule. That's the haras also mechila. I'm sorry, right? That they would only take the witnesses up to mincha, and that's it. The imbau adim mincha lemala. If witnesses came from Minchanon, no go atoyom kodesh umachad kodesh. They would say, okay, day one is holy, is, is Rosh Hashanah, and day two is Rosh Hashanah. Now, the fact that they said day one and day two are Rosh Hashanah, that's indicative, guys. That shows that they hold that the same Kiddushah from day one goes into day two. Now, if we follow that law into the egg law, that comes out that the egg that's laid on day one will be continued on Asur on day two because it's all one Kiddushah. That's because that's what the rabbis made. Okay, good. So therefore, that's the proof to Rav. <coughs> to Rav and Shmuel. Okay. That is Rav and Shmuel. And we say we hold like Rav. Amar Rabbah. Rabbah says, He says, Once a Yochan Zakai came around, the Betzah became mutar. Now, <coughs> right. Now, no, Rebbe Yochanan didn't establish a But, Rebbe Yochanan Betzakai, you'll see in a second. The Tanan, because we learned, Mishachalah Bet Mikdash, Hitkin Rebbe Yochanan Betzakai, Shiro Mekablin Edut, Achodesh Kolayom. That's what I told you beforehand. That once the Bet Mikdash was destroyed, there is no shear of living to get messed up. And therefore, since there's no 
there's no Beit HaMikdash anymore. There's no reason to stop accepting witnesses when it comes to Mincha. So he made a rule now. We take the witnesses the whole day. Once you went through this whole day, so they made a rule. After what says Rabbah, they made a rule that an egg that's laid on the first day of Rosh can be, you can make an omelet with it on the second day. Why? Because there's no problem anymore. Since, since we see that in the Beit HaMikdash they can take the witnesses, if they take the witnesses, that means that once the witnesses come, that means they're taking the guy and they're going to make the first day the real, the, the real Rosh Hashanah and the second day the fake day. Then if it's the real ones, the real ones, the fake, then, then an egg that's laid on the real day will be mutar on the fake day because it's not really both Rosh Hashanah. Amalei Abaya. So, no, so Rabbah came and said, this law of Rav and Shmuel was only in the old days. But once Rabbi Yochanan Zakai made his rule, chalas, now it's mutar. Amalei Abayah, so Abayah told him back, didn't Rav and Shmuel both say that the egg that's born on the first day is a sun on the second day? How can you say it's mutar? Okay. Amalei, so Rabbah told him back, what kind of question you ask me? I'm talking about Tanaim. I'm telling you, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai made a rule. And you're telling me, like, but uh, Rav and Shmuel both said it's Asur. What Rav and Shmuel? They're both Amoraim. I got Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai on my side. What are, you, what are you talking about? What kind of question is that? Tanaim, Amoraim, you asking questions? Nonsense. Yomar says, no. Rav and Shmuel, Kashamatitin. Yomar says, okay, and Rav and Shmuel, what are they going to say about the Mishnah? We have a mission that says that when Rabbi Yochanan Zakai came, he started accepting witnesses till the end, to the buzzer. So if they accept the witnesses till the buzzer, so how could Rabbi Shmuel say that, that what's, what's born on the first day is a sword on the second day? We're taking witnesses till the end. Should be mutar. Did I lose you, uh, Orel? <coughs> no. Says the Gemara, lo kasha. Halan halahu. One is for us in Bavel, and one is for them. So when Rav... When, when Rav and Shmuel said it's Asur, that's for the people in Babylonia. Why? Because in Babylonia, nobody's going to ever... Rabbi Yochanan made a rule that you could accept witnesses when? That's only if, that's only if you live in Yerushalayim, because you'll see the witnesses coming. And therefore, you'll be able to make it two, two different days. You'll know the first day is the real day and the second day is the fake day. But in Babylonia, or in America, or in Europe, or in South Africa... How are you going to find out when the witnesses come? It's holiday. No one could tell you. And therefore, for you, and, for you, it's a sewer both days. So an egg, according to what we're saying now, an egg in America, you, if it's laid on the first day of Shana, you can't, eat, you can't make an almond on the second day. But in Yerushalayim, you can. That's what we're saying right now. Because, because since they made the rule that they will accept witnesses to the buzzer in Yerushalayim, that indicates that it's not one Kiddushah. It's not the same Kiddushah straight through, because you're willing to break it even at the last second. But, but in, in America, it's different. Okay, that is how Ravitch Shmuel will answer the question. But that's all Ra- Abaye and Rava. But now we have Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef Amar, Haf mitakanat asura. He says, even in Yerushalayim, even after Yochum and Zakai, it was still Asur to have an, an omelet on the second day from an egg laid on the first day. Why? 
מה היא טעמה? טעם הדבר שמניין, כל דבר שמניין, צריך מניין אחר להטילו. טלינג לי
Zui Tichuma. Okay, there was a rule like this. Let me just give you a background to this, this extra rule. for the, Another proof, okay? The rule was that the first three years of any, of any fruit in Israel, you know, first three years in Israel or America, the fruit is Orla, and you're not allowed to eat it. You have to throw it in the garbage. So if you have great, let's say you plant a new vineyard, for the first three years, all the grapes go in the garbage. The fourth year, you're allowed to eat the grapes, but only in Yerushalayim. Okay? Even so, in America? Yes. America, we just throw it out. Okay? Now, all this is a fact. Now, if you have a farm in Haifa, which is very, very far from Yerushalayim, and in order to be able to get your fruit to Yerushalayim, you're going to have to pay a trucker to get all the, all the cases of grapes to Yerushalayim, then the, hahamim allow, the Torah allows you to sell the grapes get money from the grapes, bring the money to Yerushalayim, much easier to transfer money than grapes, and you buy grapes in Yerushalayim, and then you'll eat them in Yerushalayim with the, with the, with the, with the kiddushah of, with the money, and, with the, and the grapes will have the holiness of the original grapes. The grapes that you buy gets the holiness of the original grapes. Good. However, the rabbis made a rule that if you're close to Yerushalayim, if you live, let's say, in Bait Vegan, or you live somewhere outside Yerushalayim, okay, or Hanof, or somewhere outside Yerushalayim, whatever it is, within a day's journey to Yerushalayim, we're making you bring it up. Because the trucking courses are less, and we want Yerushalayim to have a lot of fruits there. So if you guys come to Yerushalayim, we're going to have a lot of fruits in, Yerushalayim, in the fruit markets. So therefore, in order to do that, the rabbis made a takana, that if you're within a certain border, you have to bring your fruits up to Yerushalayim. And we're going to see soon that they need it in the Yerushalayim. Right? You have to eat it in Yerushalayim. In Yerushalayim, yes. Fourth year fruits that must be in Yerushalayim, nowhere else. They can be sold by Yerushalayim? Or like given out free? Either one. But they're sold after we stay in Yerushalayim. Whatever it has to stay in Yerushalayim. If it's sold, we're sold cheaper because people have, it has restrictions on it as opposed to the unrestricted grapes that you can do anything you want with them. Okay? Okay. Now, what are the boundaries? Akrabat from the Rom. Lord is the, is the, is the West. Lord is a city on the west of Yerushalayim. That's the boundary of a one-day journey that way. Yarden is the Jordan River on the on the east. In order to to beautify the the marketplace of Jerusalem with fruits. Vitanya, we learned. had a kenan, had a vineyard that was in its fourth year. In the east of Lud, the east of Lud in Kvart Kvartavi, which is within the area of the, you have to bring Yerushalayim. And because he didn't want to pay the trucking fee, he decided he wants to give it away to the poor people in order to avoid the trucking fee. Okay, so the students told him, Rebbe, you don't have to. He says, already your students, your friends, the fellow rabbis who are on the betim with you, got together with a minyan, and they allowed, they broke the takana, and they said, you don't have to bring it to Yerushalayim no more. So you don't have to mafkir it, because it's allowed. They told him. Man who are the friends? The reason why it's allowed, because they got together and made a minyan. So we see from here that you need a minyan to get rid of the takana. Because only because the students told them they got together and they allowed it. That's why he allowed it. But had they not allowed it, they wouldn't be allowed. You see from here clearly that anything that was made with a betin needs a betin to uproot. Good.
Kerem Revai is the Oraita. But the Takana of wrong. But the Takana of bringing it from the close to Shalayim was only a Takana de Rabbanan. And that's why Yochum Zakai could get rid of it. We have a four-way machlokin. If you remember, we have on the board, according to Rava, it's Hachana de Rabbanan, it's the Oraita. According to Yitzchak and Rabbi Yosef, it's a de Rabbanan. Okay? Depending on what the reason why the Betzai goes to it. Okay? Good. Not on the same level. <clears throat> when they're, they're made takana, takana is taking it out of here to the oraita. Maybe you can't take it out of the oraita. Huh? If it was the oraita, you wouldn't be able to take it out. <laughs> the takana of accepting, of not accepting witnesses was the rabbanan. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And that's why they'll be able to get it. The takana of bringing it to Shalim is the rabbanan. Correct. The mitzvah is the oraita. But we're not tonight. No one's taking away the mitzvah. We're not telling you that you can eat it out of Yushalayim. We're telling you you can sell it and bring it to Yushalayim. Okay. That's what we're doing. We're not telling you, don't start kidding me anymore. We're just telling you that you don't, you're not stuck being outside Yushalayim. Okay? Now, says the Imam, my Ve'omer. What does it mean, Ve'omer? Why does Yosef have to say an extra rule? The Pasuk had said, for three days, don't be with your wife. Right? Why does Vasuk have to say go to your go to your tents? I already told you three days. Like this, this is the Stavrash question. Stavrash was asking, "What do you mean? It said three days. What do I need to mention? Uh, go go to your tents. It was mutar anyway." We see from there. Anything that was made with a minyan needs another minyan. Since Hashem said, "Don't go to your wife," they needed Hashem to say, "Go back." They would have been stuck. That's what we're saying. That's the thing. If Hashem didn't come back, if Hashem didn't say, we're saying now you wouldn't be stuck. That's what we're saying. Now, maybe you'll answer the Gemara is going to say, so now the Gemara wants to, why did you throw another pasuk about the animals grazing on the mountain? We already said this proof from the men going to the wives. Maybe you'll answer me and say, oh, when Hashem said, go back to your wives, he wasn't saying that you would have been Asur otherwise. Well, like Stavrash. Really, it would have been mutar to go to your wives. So why did Hashem say to go back? Because Hashem is giving you a mitzvah to go back. Maybe there's a mitzvah to go be with your wife. Since you haven't been, no one's been with their wife in three days, Hashem was coming to say, not that, that, that you can, you were allowed anyway. That it's a mitzvah to go, that's what Hashem is coming to tell you. Like, if you say, if I can, I can, I can, I can. But what if I'm not in the mood? I don't have to go. So Hashem's coming, no. I'll give you a mitzvah to go. Maybe that's what it is. Tashma, I'll bring you a proof. Because Pasuk says, at the end of the shofar, blow, and they could go up the mountain. It says that the, that the, the sheep and the cattle cannot graze on the mountain. So we knew that it's specifically when it's holy. So why does it have to say, why does it have to say that the sheep could go up? We see from here also the same idea that since Hashem didn't let the animals go up, they would never be allowed to go up unless He said that they could go up. And that's the second proof to it. Yes. Same rule. No, no, that we, uh, we're assuming that you need a, a minyan the same equal to 
whoever correct no no when the Chachamim make a Gizirah then they can say yes that's what I'm saying. So they can matira uh, something. It has to be on equal, equal level. Yes, it has to be on equal level. Okay? Good. Says, maybe you'll tell me. Oh, that, this is exactly what you're saying now, Moshe. Selim. Okay? Maybe you'll tell me. Oh, you bring me Pesukim. So when Hashem says something, he has to come back. Who says the Rabbanans also? Maybe then I'll tell you. No. Tashma, Kerem Revai, we have the proof of, from the Kerem Revai. The Kerem Revai, the Kerem Revai, Dilabanan, Kamila, Kvanim Nolecha, Kavrechlevatiru, and they still told him, don't worry, the rabbis allowed it. So you see that even Dilabanan, the same rule has to come. Vichitema, okay, good. Says the Gemara, Vichitema, maybe you'll say, Betza, Nami, an egg also, Allah, Biochum, and Avishalua. Maybe you'll tell me and say, then an egg also, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai decided to allow it. Ki imnu ayadut, lo imnu. Which means, maybe you'll tell me when Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said that we're taking witnesses to the buzzer, maybe he also came and allowed eggs. Which means, once he's taking witnesses to the buzzer, he's showing that it's two separate kedushot. If so, he should also, he probably also said that the eggs are allowed too, because it's two separate kedushot. No, he only got together and got his minyan about edut. He did not cover up with the eggs, and that's why the eggs are still asur. Okay, that's Rabbi Yosef. So Abaya, who's the student of Yosef, tells him, Atu minyan mihavi? Did it? Did an egg get asur with a minyan? Betza is up to the edut. Istar edut, once the edut was asur, istar betzah, the egg became asur. Ishtere edut, once the edut became allowed, once we take the witnesses to the buzzer, ishtere betzah, the egg should be allowed, and therefore I don't need a minyan. The rabbi didn't make a gezerah about betzah, it just came on its own. And therefore, once the rabbis allow the witnesses to come, the egg should also come, I don't agree with you. Okay, that's Abayi disagreeing with Yosef. Now it says, come on Rav Adav Rav Salman, Travayim Bechot, they're both from the town of Bechot. I mean, they say, They say, even after Rabbi Yochanan Zakai made his rule that we take the witnesses till the buzzer, still an egg is Asur. My Tama, what's the reason? We're worried that the Bet Mikdash could be built in a second. So, Danny, the problem is, even though once Rabbi Yochanan Zakai takes the witness to the end, it should be allowed. We're worried that what happens when the Beit Hamikdash will be built. Once the Beit Hamikdash will be built, the Faors and the Haras are back in the Beit Hamikdash. People are gonna. A guy lives in Haifa, let's say. Oh, and, and Sukkot. Sorry, right? Uh, you, you, they're back in the Beit Hamikdash, and, and the Stavrash has his big estate in uh, the Negev, let's say. And he's got his big egg farm, and his wife is is eating is is making omelets. So uh, we're going to be there, right? So so we, he has the egg farm. She's making omelets, and she's going to say to herself, "Wait a second! I remember two years ago, we oh, last year we had eggs on the first born on the first day of the holiday, and we ate them on the second day of the holiday. What's the difference now? Rosh, you're not the same thing, and they're not going to realize 
that really now the Fa'ur is the better, they're going to mess up the, they're going to mess up the Shira. And therefore, the rabbis made a rule that even nowadays you can't eat the egg on the second day because we're afraid the Beit will get built and the Stavash will make a mistake with the eggs. And therefore, we make a rule don't eat the eggs ever. This way, when the Beit get built, no one makes a mistake and says, oh, last year we did it, we could do it this year. And they won't realize that this year we're worried about this year. You got it? It's going to be two days that Rosh Hashanah is It's going to be two days even when the built. Because, no. Yeah. No, no, no. No, because witnesses might not come. I know, I know. We're going to go back to the... When the bedroom is rebuilt, we go back to the witnesses. Now the witness is going to come. And we're going to take the witness till the end of the day. And therefore... I'm sorry. And therefore the witnesses will... No, till mincha time. Till mincha, you're right. Till mincha time. Only till mincha. And we'll stop. So therefore it's going to come in and the egg is going to be a sore the next day. And Stavros is not going to know. Because we don't want this... Because we don't want the Levine to get messed up with Shir. And Stavros won't know. They're going to make the omelet. Problems. And therefore, we make the rule that even now, with no Beit Hamikdash, since the Beit Hamikdash can be built any time, we have to make a rule that we never do it. Rabbi, yeah? Why is Rosh Hashanah only there that the holiday is two days? It's only holiday on Rosh Because because the other holidays are during the during the month. In the month, everyone can find it. By by the time once we have some some once we have some weekdays in between, we can just text them. But Stavrish very religious. He doesn't text on Shabbat. So therefore, on Rosh Hashanah, he's not going to take a text. He's not going to know. Mrs. Stavr is going to make omelets. You don't use the calendar anymore. I'm saying we know on the calendar. We don't want Rosh Hashanah. We don't want all the holidays. That's all because, that's all because we don't have witnesses. In the olden days, before, when, when we're able to take witnesses, we do it with witnesses. And when the Beit gets built again, it sounds like we're going to take witnesses again. And, then, and during that time, Stavrash on his farm in the Negev is not going to know. So in Yerushalayim, they do one day Rosh Hashanah. Always going to be two days. Also, in Yerushalayim, they would take, they would do, they would do. If they know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do it. Correct. They, know, they would have to wake up and pray Rosh Hashanah because witnesses. The morning, but the next day, not necessarily. If, if the witnesses come, they won't have. If yes or no, depends. Correct. Okay. So let's see. So you following this or no? Yeah. Just, just I, I didn't, I didn't catch why, why the egg would be mutar. Without the Mikdash, but I saw with the Okay, w- with, without the Beit Mikdash, the witnesses, Rabbi Yochanan Zakai made a rule, you take the witnesses to the buzzer, because we're not going to mess up the Levim in Shia, because there's no Beit Mikdash. So you know, they're not going to get messed up. Once the Beit Mikdash gets rebuilt, we're worried that the, 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 the Levim will sing the wrong song, and therefore we're going to make a stop at Mincha not to take witnesses no more. And since we're going to make a stop not to take witnesses no more, it comes out that it's one Kiddushah. The Kiddushah of the first day goes right into the second day, and therefore the egg that's born on one day is going to be on the next day, because it's the same Kiddushah. So, so we're worried that, that we'll have a second day when there is not supposed to be a second day? We're worried that, uh, that people who are unaware that the Beit Dash got rebuilt, or, or unaware that things change when the Beit Dash gets rebuilt, will, will take precedent from the previous year and presume that an egg that's born on the first day of, Yom, of Rosh Hashanah is mutar on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, and they're not realized that the law has changed due to the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash, and therefore it's worth it for us to make the eggs asur for, for 2,000 years till the Beit HaMikdash gets rebuilt, so this way Mrs. Stavrish doesn't mess up on the first day, of the, on the second day of the holiday. Right, but, but I'm saying the, 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 the second day Kiddushah is, is that word, I mean, it, 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 what, what is it? Why, why is there a different Kiddushah on the second day that we don't have uh, nowadays? The so- Okay, so th- that's what we start off the class with, which, which is that when, if we stop taking witnesses, that means that we don't care if witnesses come. It's all one Kiddushah. It, it, it's in- inevitable Kiddushah, two days of Rosh Hashanah. We're saying that the Kiddushah, so therefore we're saying that's the same Kiddushah all the way through. Right. 
If we do take witnesses as a buzzer, that means that we're accepting that the two days are two separate days. And one day is either one day is holy. That, mean, that, means that, you're, you, that means that either the first day is holy or the second day is holy, but they can't both be holy. Well, we just said it, we just said with the witnesses that, that, that once you get witnesses, if the second day, again, we either take the witnesses till, till, till noon or till the buzzer. If it's till noon, that means that we're, we're accepting that even if a, a witness shows up at 3 30 in the afternoon, we, so we don't care what you say, two days holiday. That means that the rabbis understand it's, it's all the same kiddushah and the egg will be asur. If we take the witness to the buzzer, that means we're waiting to see if someone comes, and if somebody would come, then we don't have a second day. That means that each day is a separate day, and therefore the egg is going to be mutar. Because you never have a second day to have this problem. Because, no, we could sometimes have two days, but if we do, it's the second day that's the real holy, and the first day was not holy. And therefore an egg that's born on the first day is not holy because it was born on, non, on a non-holy day. So it's only a problem on the, on the first opinion. On the second opinion, good. Sounds like. What second opinion? What's well, the buzzer? When till the buzzer is a problem, correct? That's what we're saying. Exactly. Until the buzzer is a problem. Right, and therefore the reason why it's we, we don't we're worried we're worried that Mrs. Stavrush will not know that we started taking till the buzzer, and therefore she might eat the omelet when she's really not allowed. To. Right. No, Mrs. Stavrush will not know that we didn't take to the buzzer, and therefore she'll think she'll eat it. She'll eat it. Other holidays are for sure. According to this, other holidays will be fine. Correct. Even though she lives outside of Yerushalayim, she still has this this concern because she won't know. She won't know that things change from the year before. Right. Okay. Good. Says the Gemara. All right. So let's read inside. Last year, we ate We ate the almonds on the second day. Now this year also will do it. She won't know that last year it was two. It was two holinesses. It was two separate holinesses. But now that we're taking to the buzzer, it's, it's now that we're stopping at at midday. It's one kedusha and therefore tasur. Says if so, that you're worried about the egg, why well, don't make a rule? Don't take the witnesses. Maybe we should make the same rule. Let's make a rule that the betin after after the bet is rebuilt. We should make a rule that the, that uh, even now during when there's no bet we should only take witnesses till because right. Let's make a rule nowadays that we shouldn't take we shouldn't take witnesses till the buzzer. Because if we take the witnesses to the buzzer, when the Beit HaMadash is rebuilt, we might also take the witnesses to the buzzer, and then we'll have a problem with the, with the Srugos saying the wrong shear in the Beit HaMadash. That's the question. It's, it's a rabbi. How can you compare? Edut, Mishra, the Betin. What did you say? The Fawz, yeah. Hachi, Hashda. Edut, Mishra, the Betin. Okay? Betzal, Chol, Mishra. You can't compare accepting witnesses and eggs. The eggs, it's ladies making omelets. The betin, it's rabbis. Rabbis, you don't have to make a gizera that rabbis are not going to mess up. We have to make a gizera that ladies don't mess up. Right? And therefore, we're much more worried about eggs than accepting witnesses. And that's why we don't make a gizera about accepting witnesses. We make a gizera about eggs. Is that clear? Good. We're worried about the ladies. We're worried that the ladies not knowing that things change. But it should be the betin. It should be either the levi'im or the ladies. No, the ladies don't know that because Levim came, that things changed. And therefore, they're going to continue making omelets. Right. But Betin knows that Levim, that, that things changed. And they know what to do, and they're not, they, they can accept their witnesses. Okay? Good. 
Rava Amar Rava says a new thing. Even after Rokham and Zakai, an egg is a sur. Because even Rokham and Zakai, who stops taking witnesses, right? Even if it's Takanai, we take the end, he agrees that if witnesses come afterwards, that both days are holy. And therefore, since he agrees that both days are holy, it doesn't make a difference that he'll take it to the buzzer. You'll take him to the buzzer, but you're not going to change the halacha. And therefore, the egg still is asur. Why? If it's two days, it should be mutah. That's what he said. Huh? Because it's really one kiddushah. Because he agrees that when it comes after that time, it's still asur. He, he, he's not changing that rule. Says the Gemara, Amar Ava, Hilchata Kavateh Derav Bahani Tlat Ben Lekula Ben Lechumra. The Halacha follows Rav in the three laws that we said. Lekula, what's the lenient law? We said on two days of 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 Yom Tov of Sukkot, we said that we're lenient. Okay, an egg that's born on that day, we're lenient. But the Chumra is that two days of Shabbat and Yom Tov. And two days of Shabbat were strict. So in summary, an egg born on Shabbat, born, laid on Shabbat before Yom Tov, Asur were strict like Rav. An egg born on the first day of Shabbat were strict like Rav. An egg born on two days of the holiday of Sukkot or Pesach were lenient like Rav. And therefore we go like Rav, whether we're being lenient or whether we're being strict. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.